All right, welcome to this episode of The Weekly, this um, electronically mediated episode of The Weekly. I'm here with Sarah Gilliam on a Zoom call. Sarah, how are you today? I'm well. How are you? Oh, I'm just doing fantastic. Just living the uh, the old homeschooling life, which is the topic of our conversation this morning. Um, before we jump into that, tell me what, what's been what's been some of your favorite things or one of your favorite things that the internet has yielded during this extended time our society now has on the internet what's what's been one of your favorite things that you've come across um yeah so the internet has definitely risen to this occasion realized that this is it's time to shine and it is doing as such um the thing that i've watched literally a hundred times and just died laughing with greater intensity each viewing is the gummy bear video with the Adele song where someone who is obviously very bored, I think they labeled it with like day five of quarantine (laughs) has set up um, basically a gummy bear themed Adele video and everybody, I don't want to spoil the ending because it's like too perfect. And so everybody should just go and, and find it. If you don't know how to find it, you can contact Billy Canada because um, I think Trevor, you said he sent it to you. Um, He also sent it to me. He is pretty much my source of, of internet greatness. He is the meme king, that Billy Kidder. <laughs> yeah, you could probably just type gummy bears and Adele somewhere in the internet and it would pop up for you probably. Yes. So. Yes, yes. What about uh, you? What's your favorite internet thing that's been a result of the coronavirus? Oh gosh. What is my favorite internet thing as a result of the coronavirus? I guess one of, I guess I was telling Sarah a little bit ago, a friend sent me a, a video of a British vicar who was doing this little devotional on YouTube. And it's got this peaceful piano music playing behind him. He's this delightful old British man, this peaceful piano music. And he's talking about, you know, remembering the Lord and being waiting on the Lord. And the, uh, the candles on his desk catch his sweater on fire. And it's pretty good. Just reminds me of the hazards that come with, with the territory of, trying to pastor people via the internet. So <laughs> it's quite a hazardous occupation. It is. It is. Um, so um, a couple of days ago, we found out that schools are going to be officially closed through April. So the schools were Greenville County schools and the schools in our area have been closed through March, found out they're going to be closed through the remainder of April. And that means that there are a lot of parents in our church family who now have to figure out what it's going to look like to homeschool, um, which is included into that. Um, So I thought it'd be helpful if we recruited a few of our homeschooling mothers to give some advice to us newly minted homeschool parents. I reached out to Lauren Riddle and Leah Leah Weisbecker and of course, Sarah Gilliam to ask, what are some things we need to know? recognizing that some of us have been thrown into the fire with no experience, no preparation. What are some helpful things to remember and a few best practices for this situation? So as I mentioned, the Hoffmans have been thrust into this. And so this is as much as, much as advice for us as for anyone. Like I said, I, I got advice from a couple of mama bears just to get their, their feedback into this situation. Sarah, what is, what is your situation? What is, what is you guys set up right now? Yeah, so um, we actually homeschooled our older two 
for a couple of years. And this year, kind of off the cuff, we decided to try out public school um, and they've loved it. They've had a great experience up until their year basically kind of being cut, cut in half. So we have a little bit of homeschooling experience. We have a little bit of public public school experience. And right now we've been thrust also back into the homeschooling thing with a 10-month-old and a 20-month-old underfoot. So it's been familiar, but also new and different and all kinds of interesting. Yeah. And a puppy named Jacob Witt as well. And a puppy named Jacob Witt. He wants to learn just like everybody else. <laughs> That's it's wonderful. Um, so I thought it'd be helpful if we began, uh, wanted to do Sarah and I talking about this, we wanted to provide, um, some helpful, just practical tidbits, but also thought it was important to, to speak to the hearts first and provide some just heart level encouragement, encouragements to every parent who is in this situation. So Sarah, what is the, what are some of the, the sort of heart level, soul level things that you would say to parents who find themselves in this same boat? Yeah. Um, so definitely the first thing is, that you absolutely can do this. Like you who are saying that this is not possible and you're not made to do this, you are able to do this. Um, so just something I heard a lot back when we were homeschooling um, is, oh, I could never homeschool because I'm not patient enough or I'm not disciplined enough or I'm not creative enough or so on and so forth. Um, and really, kind of what I always would try to say to people is I'm not patient enough and I'm not disciplined enough. I'm not super creative. I don't enjoy crafts with my children. Um, and just really trying to remind people that um, none of us is naturally patient enough. None of us naturally has the discipline um, to get up and, and do this every day. Um, and really what this is, is an opportunity for us to trust in the Lord and to rely on his mercies um, just to get through, I mean, sometimes when I'm talking with my children, I will say, guys, we need, we need God's grace to get through the next second um, because mm. we are just at the point of struggling to where we cannot say a kind thing to one another, much less get a worksheet done. Um, and so we will stop and pray and ask God for help just to get through the next minute together. Um, and really that's what it is, is is asking God for help with that patience and asking God for help with that discipline just to, to do the next right thing. Um, and if this, if this tells you anything, I was asking for, I was asking Piper, my oldest, what advice she would give to parents um, who were homeschooling for the first time. And she said, um, you should just tell them not to get so frustrated with their kids, <laughs> <laughs> which is very telling. Um, and as part of the reason that we decided to take a step back this year is, is I have had to progress um, and still have a lot of progression to do just in getting impatient with my children. Um, so, so yeah, um, this is as much for our good as it is for theirs, just to, to remind us that we need grace each and every day, each and every minute and second. And that includes the way that we are homeschooling our children right now. That's really good. Some of the most helpful advice that I've ever heard as it relates to parenting in general is we can't be perfect. Um, so just go ahead and dismiss the, the kind of pursuit of perfection to be a perfect parent, to raise a perfect child and just shoot for good enough. If we can get to good enough, that's, that'll do. That'll do. That'll and do. It, that'll do. And it's something I appreciate too about what you just said is that this is, this is an opportunity for the Lord to do something to us. You know, this is the Lord's grace forcing us into this for our sakes. Um, 
And that's something that we've tried to say repeatedly about the coronavirus and all of the stuff that's come with it is this is a, this is an opportunity for the Lord to work in our hearts um, and for us to quickly move past that. Uh, even in this situation um, of, of now homeschooling our kids, I think is to really to miss a tremendous opportunity. Um, what else would you say? What other kind of heart level encouragements would you give? Yeah, so I would encourage parents not to miss uh, just the unique opportunity you have right now um, to have constant teachable moments with your children. Um, so something we really loved when we were homeschooling, um, and we try to incorporate when we're helping with homework and we're getting frustrated about homework, is that all of this we're doing, all of these lessons, every um, intellectual concept points to Christ in some way. Hmm. Um, so I love how the Jesus Storybook Bible says every story whispers his name. Hmm. In the same way, everything we learn, um, everything about God's creation points back to him. Hmm. Um, and so really, like we have countless opportunities now that we're home teaching our kids and kind of trudging through some of these lessons to point our children to Christ, um, to, to help them to see that we aren't just working on addition and multiplication for the heck of it. Like it points to the fact that God created a good ordered world um, and it works itself out in math um, and to, you know, with Gabe right now, we're reading about ocean habitats and we're um, learning about sea turtles. And like, it is difficult to look at an ocean and not see God's glory just painted all over it. Um, I'm thinking of like a very specific example is we were doing, you guys have probably done this with Jude. We were doing the like guidance counseling uh related arts and it had us do like a read aloud of wilma jean the worry machine um and in the book it talks it's a young girl and it's talking about just you know the abundance of worry in her life and um i think her teacher has her make a list of all the things that she's most worried about and put them into the category of things that she can control and she can't control and so i actually did that with the kids yesterday we made that list of things that they could control and they couldn't control but we were able to take it a step further than the school could take it and say look these are the things we can't control but we know that every single thing um, belongs to god and he's in control of it and he's sovereign over it so one of them expressed worry over tornadoes I'm like you've never experienced a tornado you don't know anybody that's experienced a tornado because we don't see them around here very much but we were able to talk about the fact that um, God is the one in control of tornadoes and that he can come. I think we read maybe Psalm 107 where God completely stills the storm and he quiets the winds because he is in control of them. Um, and so my encouragement here is just don't miss this opportunity to remind your kids that, um, school is not an end of itself, but it mm. is, um, it is all pointing to God and pointing to Christ and, um, and his good works. Yeah, man, that's really good. It's important to have a really clear vision on what the point of learning, the point of school. What's the point of all this anyway? The point mm-hmm. of all reading and all their math problems and their history lessons and studying about sea turtles is ultimately to present them mature in Christ. I mean, this is discipleship. Mm-hmm. This is about learning to love God and to love neighbor. Um, yeah, and, and this close proximity that's been thrust on us is just filled with really rich, teachable moments. Um, Yes, even right down to, uh, I promised myself that I would not let this happen to me in the quarantine, but I um, have almost memorized the Frozen 2 soundtrack now, Mm. and even down to like, one of the songs is 
called Some Things Never Change. Mm-hmm. And it talks about Arendelle, the country in Frozen, going on forever. And so it's an opportunity to be like, hey, I think the writer of this song needs to read Psalm 2 and talk about the nations raging and, and the fact that like these nations are nothing before mm. God. Man, that's good. Even in Frozen 2. Even in Frozen 2. That's right. Even Ellen Dell. Ellen Dale? I don't even know. I've never seen it. Aaron Dale. Oh my gosh, Trevor. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We, we're a Moana household. We do. We do lots of Moana. Oh, okay. So. Well, hey, I can say some things about Moana, too. Yeah, we'll Just say that for another podcast. Sarah interprets Disney. Um, <laughs> so what, what are some um, – that, oh, that is super, super helpful. What are, what are some, like, practical tips um, that, that we, could, we could spend some time working through? I, so, like I said, I, I recruited some help from Lauren Riddle, Leah Weisbecker, and Sarah and kind of consolidated all of the, the tips in the seven, seven different really kind of practical things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read them and let Sarah speak to them. So first tip from each of these ladies is this. Take care of your own soul. Yes. Talk about that Amen. for a second. Yeah, so um, I think Lauren mentioned specifically uh, that you should wake up before your kids. And we have been big proponents of this for a long time. Um, I know for me personally, if the first thing I see in the morning is a child's face right in my face, Um, I just struggle a lot. Like I struggle to be patient and I struggle to be kind. Um, so this is an opportunity to establish these routines where your routines are a little bit looser. So wake up before your kids, spend time in prayer, spend time in the word, um, spend time with your spouse, drink plenty of coffee, um, so that you're kind of ready to face the day and you're not kind of, you know, stumbling in as your child is stumbling in and you just, you don't even know which way is up. So Mm. Take care of your own soul. That's a good mm. one. It's good. The second one is very practical, but I found this really helpful. Get dressed. Yes. Um, do you remember in high school when uh, people would uh, violate the dress code and they would have to wear those? Trevor and I went to high school together, by the way. We did. For the listen. Um, when people would have to, like, they would make people wear those bright orange shirts. Do you remember them? They were like huge and they said dress for success. Like <laughs> I don't you even remember? remember that a little bit, but I love it. That was a thing. That was a thing in our high school. Um whenever people would violate the dress code. And so um for some reason I just always like think back on that and chuckle whenever I think of this whole concept. But like anybody would tell you this not in the middle of a quarantine crisis. Um that you should always dress for success. And so basically the idea is in keeping with a routine, you're going to do, you're going to do better. Um, You're going to have a more productive and successful time together while you're schooling. So Mm. have your kids before you start school say, okay, it's time to go get dressed for the, with our kids. We say, go get dressed, make sure your teeth are brushed and your hair is combed um, and pick up your room. Mm. And once that's all done, we kind of sit down at the table and we start for the day. That's great. So dress for success. Think of a big orange oversized t-shirt. It's perfect. Uh, the third thing, very much related to these, uh, these previous two ideas, is have a schedule, and then in parentheses, a schedule written in pencil. Yes. So um, what we do generally is I, like the kids have a little running notebook, and so I'll write the date at the top, and I might write them a little note, like just you know, telling them I'm proud of them, I love them, I'm excited to have a good day with them. Um, one thing is that rather I used to say like, okay, these are our to do's for the day. These are the things we need to get done. Um, and at some point I shifted to trying to list out our goals for the day. 
Um, that's been helpful for me being kind of type A and for one of my children who's particularly type A who would just kind of grow anxious about the list and all the things that needed to be done and, and kind of felt like the list was, was ultimate. And if we didn't finish the list, then we were, then we had just failed for the day. Um, and so we spent time discussing the difference between a to-do list and having goals and, and just over and over again, have reiterated the point that goals are, we don't always meet our goals during the day. It's something that we hope to accomplish, but if we don't accomplish it, it's not the end of the world. Um, so I loved that point about keeping your schedule written in pencil because there are going to be times where the day just doesn't go as planned. Um, and you need to be able to be flexible and kind of toss out the plan. And any public school teacher would tell you that, that probably 95% of the time they have a day planned out and the day almost never goes like they planned it. Um, mm -hmm. And I really loved that Lauren made the point that, um, it's going to take our kids time to fall into a new routine yeah. because they've been completely yanked out of their routines. Um, and as all of us kind of stumble through that and we have the internet to turn to and we have, you know, our, our iPhones and friends to text with, like my kids don't have phones. And so they are, they're reeling from this routine change just like we are um, and don't necessarily have the same outlets. And we need to give ourselves tons of grace with that. And we need to give them tons, tons of grace as they're, mm. they're trying to, develop a new a new thing that's good that's really good one of the things that she made a point to include in our scheduling is is breaks and that's the the fourth practical tip is breaks are your friend <laughs> yes breaks are your friend and i like that she uh she talked about scheduling those in um and also she mentioned that uh you need to be willing to just drop what you're doing and say okay this isn't working right now um, you're getting frustrated or I'm getting frustrated and the best thing we can do for ourselves is not try and muscle through and just like begrudgingly finish this. The best thing we can do is say, okay, we need to take a pause. Um, so like have kind of something on the ready. My kids love their Kindles. And so it's like, okay, you can take 10 minutes and go play your Kindles. We can go take a walk around the neighborhood. Now that it's nice, you can go outside, just something to kind of break up those moments because almost always when you come back, it's going to be much easier. You're going to have fresh eyes. Whatever you were frustrated about, you're going to get in just a second. So take those breaks. Schedule them and take them when it becomes overwhelmingly apparent that you need them. Yeah, <clears throat> that's really good. Uh, the, the next thing that uh, both Lauren and Leah made a big point about was um, one important part of the schedule needs to be reading. And in particular, we need to take time to read to our kids. Um, yes. take a minute and talk about that. Um, yeah, this one is a little bit self-explanatory. This is what your teachers have been telling you. If you have grade school age children, they've been telling you this every, every day. It's on every, um, like weekly newsletter they send out. Um, we need, our kids need to be reading. We need to be reading to our kids. Um, and now, in this moment, we actually have maybe some time to do that where we might not have before. Um, all, at least all of our evening activities are canceled. And if not, most of us are home during the day. Mm. Um, so we now have an abundance of time where we can be reading to our kids and we can be encouraging them to read. And so sometimes it looks like bribing them and saying, okay, once you've read for 30 minutes, then you can turn on the TV. Um, try to withhold that before they've actually spent time reading. But I think just the, the importance here is that this time is not only good for them, like it's just good for your family. It's good for the soul of your family. Um, they're just 
there are so there are so many benefits to you guys reading together. Um, Lauren and Leah both pointed out that Audible is free right now for kids. I don't know anything about that. I've never used Audible, but I plan to check it out now. Um, so that, you know, is a device that will read to your kids for you and you guys can just sit back and enjoy together. Um, I know I can't, I can't ever open my mouth without referencing Andrew Peterson. He's actually doing live reads, read alouds of his children's series, the wing feather saga. And I noticed, I think he started last Friday. So he's like six days in, but they're on YouTube, I believe. So you could probably, oh, that's find awesome. Them. yeah. So, um, Yes, take this time to read. Pull out, dig out your favorite childhood books. Our, Gabe's teacher is actually videoing herself doing read aloud, so like take advantage of things like that. Man, yeah, I love that. We we have we have made it a point to read more um, as a family, just in general, and uh, with this shift in our schedules, you know, we've obviously had more time to do that, and we have been reading through uh, the the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And it, it took us, um, it took us maybe a chapter or two, maybe even a little longer than that, but we are, we're officially locked in at this point. The kids are there That's awesome. and it, I couldn't be more delighted about that. Um, I'm sure. And I look forward to it. I mean, typically it's at the end of the day when we read before bed and kind of at that point where you're, you feel like you're ready for bed yourself and it does take some <laughs> effort of the will to just get through the chapter. Uh -huh. But every time we do it, by the end of the chapter, I'm like, man, what a, what a, what a book. And i uh, just really glad that we're, we're doing that. Um, yes. When we read through The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe with our kids maybe last year, um, the moment where Gabe said, Mom, hold on, wait a second. I think Aslan is supposed to be Jesus. Like, there was weeping. There was rejoicing. <laughs> like, it was just like, oh, my gosh. Mm. I, I went into it with, okay, they're not going to get it. Like they're just going to appreciate that these are fun books, but someday they're going to get it. And the fact that he just picked up on it and was like, Aslan is Jesus was just the greatest. It was the greatest. Mm. I love that. So, Huzzah. Huzzah. Thank you. C.S. Lewis. Um, the, you. the sixth thing, uh, again, both, both uh, Lauren and Leah, uh, reiterated the importance of this. And the way I, I kind of chose to summarize this was to use God's good world um, yeah. to take advantage, especially right now with the weather being like it is, um, take advantage of the outdoors. Expand on that some. Yeah. Um, so Lauren talked about trying to school where there's a lot of light. That's a good thing. Um, be outside. This is, again, do you remember being in school and begging your, like, high school teacher, professor? I remember this, like, can we please have class outside? <laughs> and the one time they actually gave in, it was just the most amazing thing. And you probably remember everything about that lesson. Um, but, yeah, like, this is, like, being outside, getting fresh air. They say vitamin D is going to help us fight coronavirus. Like, get outside. There's no reason not to. Let yeah. your kids kind of wander a little bit and kind of follow those, that wandering. Um, when they start to ask questions like, why are those clouds settled above the mountains? Be like, I don't know, but we have time to look it up. Yeah. Oh, man, that's, that's really good. Uh, and then the last thing, the last kind of practical bit of advice is simply to just enjoy this time. Leah yes. said, Leah in particular, and she's, you know, she's got uh, two middle school age boys. And so she's probably thinking about all of us who are behind her, who still have kids in diapers, who are uh, maybe on the front end of this journey. And maybe she's kind of getting, starting to kind of see herself being in the home stretch and 
her advice was enjoy this time. Um, what, what else would you say to that? Yeah. Um, so I really liked, I think you said this on a podcast last week about being home with our kids. Um, you just mentioned like if our kids are annoying to us, it's not a problem with our kids. Mm. Um, I think that's important to remember, like all of the memes about how dreadful it is to be stuck at home with our children, like are funny and clever, but we need to be careful not to like really take that worldly mindset and let it totally sink in to the point that we feel um, just begrudged about being home with our kids because this is a unique opportunity. um, And this is, you can really enjoy time with your kids. I read something that was just saying, imagine um, talking to your kids 15 or 20 years from now Mm. and like looking back on this moment in history and what are they going to remember about it? Are they going to remember that you were fearful that you were fretting over your job or money, um, that you were fearful about a virus that could outbreak in our city and and take a lot of lives? Or are they going to remember that, um, like, you pointed me to Jesus. We played a lot of Yahtzee. We went on family walks every night. We played Would You Rather around the dinner table. Um, And even though I was worried or fearful about what was going on that I didn't fully understand, like I knew that you trusted in Jesus and because of that, we were able to enjoy that time together and really Mm. take advantage of it. Mm. Man, that's good. Yeah. I mean, Lord willing, this is going to be Lord willing. We're never going to have to lock down over a pandemic again in any of our lifetimes. Lord willing. willing. Um, So this may may be the only time we get to do something like this for some of us. This may be the only time that we have any kind of homeschooling stretch. Um, but man, what it, let's make the most of this. Let's, uh, let's milk this opportunity for everything that it's worth and make memories, demonstrate trust in the Lord, read Narnia, play Yahtzee, um, mm-hmm. the clouds while they settle on the mountains. And, uh, you know, may this be a, a, a crucial, maybe even inflection point in our children's discipleship and memories of, of life as a family. Yes. Uh, let it be. Let it be. May it be so Lord. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, Sarah, thank you for taking some time today to uh, enlighten us and coach us up and encourage us a little bit. You're welcome. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening. I uh, hope this is helpful. Um, please reach out to Sarah and let her know how great of a job she did and how much you appreciate her coming on and enduring this <laughs> Zoom cast with me. Um, we thank you guys for listening and we will talk with you next time.